0: We've been getting updates on the manhunt going on in Manitoba for the last nine days. And as we just heard from Manitoba RCMP, they are scaling back those efforts. They are not completely stopping the search, but they are definitely scaling back a lot of the services and um, personnel that they have there. They will keep some tactical units, they said, in the Gillum and Fox Lake area. But it is definitely a big shift on this. As I said, day nine of the manhunt for the two suspects, Barish Migalski and Cat. McLeod. Now, this all originated in British Columbia. There is still an investigation into three murders right here in this province. So, let's get an update right now from the BC RCMP with the help of Corporal Chris Manso. Corporal Manso, thank you for being back with us.
1: Hi, Simi. How are you?
0: I am good. Thank you. Where are we at with the BC investigation?
1: So, the BC investigations are continuing. Obviously, there's still a lot of evidence to uh, uh, to process and things to send to labs and um, just a lot of the work that needs to be done should this uh, result in a court case. We need to make sure that all of our investigations are proper, make sure that all of our evidence is tagged properly, that everything follows the proper flow. Um, so a, a lot of behind-the-scenes police work that a lot of people don't see, and that's uh, that's what we're working on right now while we uh, await the arrest of these suspects.
0: Yeah, how does BCRCMP feel then about to hear that the Manitoba RCMP are scaling back the search? Um.
1: I know Manitoba is working so hard uh, out there. They've been using every resource available, and um, they've been... They've been fantastic. They really have. We've got nothing but praise for them. And um, we understand that um, these types of investigations have to be evidence-led. And if we don't have any uh, recent tips, um, eventually we do have to scale back on those types of uh, searches. So um, it's not a big surprise, but that's uh, for Manitoba to speak to. Um, We're just going to continue our work here and make sure that uh, we put out the best effort that we can.
0: Is there still more information coming in here in BC? Are you still receiving tips on uh, the suspects and kind of their movements in this province before this all started?
1: Yeah, we're still asking for people to, uh, if you have any um, even dash cam video or if you remember anything now that you've you know maybe come home from your vacation, maybe you did pass somebody that seems suspicious, um, those tips are still flowing in and our investigators here are working through those tips as well and every tip is going to be investigated thoroughly. Um, we're getting tips from all across the province, whether they're accurate or not or whether they're mistaken identities or not. Um, send those tips in to us, uh, contact your local police, uh, contact 911 if you have any anything they think is urgent, Um, they will be investigated. We want to get to the bottom of this.
0: Are you concerned at all that the level of intensity surrounding this story might kind of die down a little bit? Because obviously that's driving a lot of the tips and information coming in.
1: Um, I don't think so. Um, people want to see a resolution to this. I think this is going to be in the fore, uh, forefront of people's minds for quite some time. Um, it's not very often that we have triple homicides in northern BC with uh, identified suspects who are actively fleeing the police. So this is something that people are going to remember for uh, quite some time, and uh, I think that's going to drive this for uh, for the foreseeable future.
0: Yeah, Let's talk about the timeline then for just a moment here. Uh, to recap, what day were you they absolutely declared suspects by the BCRCMP when did you know that they were now suspects in these cases
1: So that was uh, July 23rd so that was last Tuesday um, they were um, they changed from what I specifically said Monday that they were missing to Tuesday information came in and that changed and they became suspects
0: and were, was that information relayed to like other police forces across the country like right away?
1: yeah, as soon as we had that information, we had to let everyone know that they were no longer missing. Um, uh, they were now uh, suspects in these homicides, and then of course, changes uh, the perception of those um, of the actions of the members. If uh, people you know go missing sometimes they lose contact with friends, family, and you know they, they become missing and sure, we'll make contact with them and um, make sure that um, people are notified that you know friends and family that they're located. Um, are are fine and safe. So that kind of lowers our threshold. But uh, going from a missing person to obviously uh, a public alert that uh, was pretty unprecedented in this, um, and a triple homicide, when that was uh, forwarded out to all members of the RCMP and municipal police forces and every law agency across Canada, that really did jump it up quite a bit.
0: Was there a sense of urgency attached to that when that information was communicated? Like, did you think at that point that they might be on the move?
1: Um, at that point, we just wanted to alert all police officers and law enforcement across the country that these uh, young men were now suspects in a triple homicide, and um, that way that they could take precautions um, should they encounter these people. So whether they were on the move or not, we need to uh, disseminate that type of information um you know across the country to uh, ensure that the police officers uh, or anybody who would interact with them um, took uh, the right uh, level of precautions before they uh, you know walked up to that car you know in the dark or what have you
0: is there when you look back now, was there any moment that you think anything that could have been done differently in this case, like the information comes sooner
1: or relayed sooner? I don't believe so um. I know Manitoba spoke on that same question, and from the BC perspective, I think we put out the information as quickly as we could. We wanted to make sure that what we put out was accurate. Uh, We can't be speculating on um, what the public uh, feels was. Maybe they should have been let know hours before. We have to make sure that the information that we put out is accurate and is timely, so I'm very proud of uh, the communication section here, the investigators that are working so hard up north, and how everybody came together as a team.
0: And speaking of working up north then, has the work at the crime scenes wrapped up?
1: Um, they're still working um, on the evidence that, that is gathered. I do believe that the crime scenes have been released, um, but obviously the evidence that was gathered there, we're still working uh, working with either in our labs or uh, with with the investigators themselves.
0: Now, when we last spoke to you, Corporal Men, so the second-degree murder charges had been laid in the death of Leonard Dick, and you thought there might be progress soon when it came to charges in the deaths of Lucas Fowler and China Deese. Any update on that?
1: I don't have any update on that. I know the investigators are still working hard on getting those uh, charges. At, at this point, um, you know, there are suspects in it, so it doesn't really change anything. Obviously, those two young men, they're still arrestable for uh, Mr. Dick's death. Um, so the investigators are working hard at uh, getting those charges as well.
0: All right, Corporal Mansell, thank you for your time.
1: All right. Thank you very much, me. Take care.
0: You too. That's Corporal Chris Manso with the BCRCMP updating us on the investigation. And of course, the major investigation is happening here. The search may be happening in Manitoba, but the three murders, the investigation into all of that, what happened when, when this all started, it all originated here in BC. And it's-